The Brand Ed Podcast, Episode 50, Three Steps to Becoming the Best Version of Your Personal Brand. Bland, blending in, this is not how you want to be perceived in a crowded market. Discover how to position, pitch, and profit from your brand fueled by radical empathy for your customers. Blaze your own trail, pitch with passion, serve the socks off your customer. That's a life-giving brand. Hey, thanks for joining me on today's episode. In almost exactly six months from now, I will be turning 50, Lord willing. And that has got me thinking. On today's episode, I want to help you think about what it looks like to become the best version of your personal brand. And I want to talk a little bit about the question, who do you have to become in order to be the best version of your personal brand? So let's dive in. That question comes from a book that I've mentioned on the podcast. It's coming out July 13th. The book is called You Are the Brand. It's by my good friend, Mike Kim. He's been on the show. I was recently on his podcast. And he asked this question in the opening of the book. Who do you have to become in order to serve the people you want to serve in your personal brand. And as I am turning the corner and will be looking at 50 years old, I wanted to share three steps to becoming the best version of your personal brand so that you can become the person you need to become to be the best version of your personal brand. We're going to break this down into three steps. And the first step is this. Step one is to take an inventory of what you do at work. This often deals with past work life. Maybe you worked in an office. For me, I spent a lot of time in a ministry context. So step one, take inventory of what you do or did at work and value it as unique expertise. Take inventory and value that as unique expertise. So let me share a story with you. 2009, it was the fall of 2009, I was in that ministry role, and one of my primary responsibilities was to reach out to the local university campus. The university had recently undergone a big push to recruit international students, and as the end of September rolled by, it began to occur to me that Thanksgiving wasn't that far away. Now, the university had done a big push to reach international students and to bring them to campus, but they their systems of how to serve and handle those international students did not keep up with the pace of their recruitment of international students. So as I began to see more and more of them on campus when I was on campus, I started to think, wonder what is going to happen to them during Thanksgiving week. The university shuts down for an entire week on Thanksgiving. And these international students, that, that includes the university shuts down 
for the full Thanksgiving week. That means cafeterias shut down. So as I started to think and then talk to international students, I began to think that week of Thanksgiving is going to be very difficult. Many of them, in fact, most of them will not be able to return home. It's usually not a holiday in their country, number one. Number two, if you're from, a lot of these students were from China, for example, that's a full day and a half, if not two day travel there and back. And obviously it's very expensive. So highly unlikely that they were going to be traveling back home. Number two, they didn't have a car, so they didn't have a vehicle. And like I said, the university at this point didn't really think all of that through. Fast forward a little bit and I came up with the idea to create an event for that week. Thankfully, we had a few people that were a part of our church were on staff, worked at the university. So I came up with an event. This would have been 2009, like I said, and I called it Global Gobble. Global, like around the world, gobble, like turkey, Thanksgiving, you get the picture. So we created this event where on one day we asked folks from our church to cook food. We held this event on campus, invited international students, and that gave them something to do and a meal on campus that day. The next day, I came up with the brilliant idea to create a cooking contest for the international students. And I said, grab a few of your friends of your from your same country, culture, context. We rented a van. We took them to kind of an international grocery store market. And so they could get all the supplies they need that you can't get in a regular store. And then we had a cooking competition. They got into teams. They cooked a meal. And so that next night, we did basically the same event, except this time they provided the food for everybody. And then we got some people to judge it. It was a great time. We gave some prizes away. And we did a couple of things throughout that whole week. So pretty much every day for about a four or five day window, we had something for international students. Now, what does that have to do with you becoming your best version of your personal brand? Well, step one is take inventory of what you've done. So when I stepped out of ministry back into, I'd done it before, but back into running my own personal brand, it was easy to feel like, man, while I've been doing ministry, the personal brand or entrepreneur business space that I was in, I got left behind because I wasn't doing that full-time. I was doing it part-time on the side, but that's not the same thing as really focusing 100% of your effort on growing your personal brand business. So I had the blues. I was a little worried. I was fearful. And all I kept thinking about was I've been in this different, very different space. I've been in this ministry space. And I can remember when someone gave me that advice, well, hold up, before you panic too much, first take inventory of what you've done at work and then value that as unique expertise. So I share that global gobble story because that's one of the things I started to think about. And I started to say, okay, so what did it take in order for me to pull that off? And here are some skills I was able to go back and say, whoa, that's what it took. So I began to to look at it this way. I am a strategist. That was my strategy. 
to look and say, "Uh oh, we've got a problem coming for these people and we need to find a solution. I didn't have a budget for it. I couldn't ask our people, for example, to cook five nights a week. So that's where I started strategizing to think, ooh, what if we had a cooking competition and they cooked one of the nights this week and they got to share their culture and they got to brag about where they're from. Wouldn't that be cool? That event, just that event alone, I thought, well, I'm a leader because I pulled together volunteers. We got the whole church involved. And so I was the one in charge of that whole thing. And then I, I thought, yeah, and I've been in charge of my own business since 2001. Again, maybe it's been part time for this past season, but I am a leader. So I'm a strategist. That's what it took to pull that off. I'm a leader because we had all kinds of people helping do this. I am a communicator and marketer because anyone can come up with the idea, but does anybody show up? So I organized essentially all of the marketing efforts, again, on minimal budget. And and it worked because people showed up. I am a writer. I had to write content around that. And I've certainly done that since. And I can look at other things I did in the ministry space and all of the writing projects tended to land in my lap. So I'm a writer. Okay. So strategist, I'm a writer. I am a marketer and communicator. I'm a leader who's able to pull other people together. And also I'm a creative innovator. I'm the one that actually not only came up with the marketing ideas, but I'm the one that came up with all of the design, all of the stuff around it, all of the prizes, all the fun games that we played. Like I was the creative and innovative idea maker behind that. And then lastly, coming out of that, I was able to see part of the reason we were able to pull that off. Now, this was obviously not all me. It's not because I was great, but I was able to look back and see, and we had college kids, college students, we call them college adults, and they were leaders. And when I stepped away from ministry, many of the folks, many of the leaders that helped pull off the event really became leaders within the organization when I left and stepped away. And some of them, in fact, are still in that role. So that helped me see I'm both a teacher and I am an equipper or a leadership developer. It's one thing to just teach content. It's another thing to talk about leadership. It's another thing to equip, raise up and leave behind leaders that take leadership roles effectively. So that event alone really helps me take inventory and say, wait a second, I've got a unique set of skills that I need to value as not only unique, but expertise in this area. Because many of the things I just listed, I'm doing that in a context of a volunteer organization. These aren't people that worked for me that I could hire or fire or I could threaten with job loss or lower wages or something like this. If you can pull it off there, I should take confidence in that. So step one for many of us, particularly if you haven't done this since you were five years old, or if this is not something you dreamed about in second grade, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to start. For those folks, it can often be 
different. They're discovering some of these things way earlier and their path maybe is a more direct path. But for most of us, it is an indirect path when you wind up in the personal branding space. Sometimes you're here circumstantially. Circumstances changed. Sometimes you're here because you're ready for a new season. You're ready to pivot from something you've done in the best. There's all sorts of reasons, but when it's not that direct path, a lot of us can think we are less than. And so step one to becoming the best version of your personal brand is stop and take inventory of what you do and scratch off things like, well, I I taught at church or I marketed church events. Well, take off the church part or I trained other managers at core. Okay, we'll take off the trained managers at company ABC. And then you can really take inventory and take ownership of, hey, this is good. And you need to start telling yourself that I am these things because I have a proven track record that I am these things. Now, here's one more thing I'll share. The in, in many ways, the whole radical empathy brand framework that I've developed that I've spent several episodes in the first uh, podcast episodes of this podcast, walking through, briefly walking through that framework. I use it in every single workshop I lead. I use it in every single client I work with, any engagement that I'm working with somebody, I'm using that framework over and over and over again. If you know anything about the framework, the seeds, many of the seeds of that framework are evident in the story I just shared. The whole reason I even thought about coming up with Global Gobble is because I was able to develop empathy for, man, what must it be like to be a Chinese student, a Saudi student, halfway across the world? For many of them, they'd only been here for a couple of months because this is the fall semester and the whole campus is going to shut down. How are they going to eat? They don't have anybody to call. They don't have a car to get in to go to McDonald's to get food or one of the few places that's going to be open on Thanksgiving Day. They don't even know what Thanksgiving is. You would just be terrified. So the, the whole concept of the radical empathy framework, in many ways, you can see the seeds of that in the story I just shared. So hopefully that that helps you because for so many of us, we see ourselves in a past role that we played, a title that we carried at some workplace or in an office or something like that. Step one, lay all that aside, take inventory of what you do or what you've done and value that as unique expertise. Most of us need to do that and and literally write those down and rehearse those, particularly if you're starting out with a personal brand. Now, if you've done it for years, maybe that's now you've absorbed that and that's just part of you now. Step two, this is what has helped me. As I think about step two becomes more important when you're hitting milestones like, hey, in six months, I'm going to turn 50 years old. So when I look back, I've got those skills, teacher, strategist, leader, marketer, equipper or leadership developer, writer, creative innovator. Those are things that I am. I could major or focus on one or two of those. And depending on which one I chose, what I built my personal brand, what I built my personal brand around would be very different. So 
as I'm approaching 50, I'm asking myself, of the things I could do with those skills, fundamentally, what do I want to be about? Fundamentally, what do I want to be about? At the end of the day, what do I want my personal brand, the best version of my personal brand to be accomplishing? And of those things, when I look, if you were to peel back all the layers of the onion, I would ultimately tell you if we were really, really good friends and having a chat some late evening as we're just hanging out, I would say fundamentally, I want to be about leadership development. I want to equip and build up other personal brands that have strong leaders that ties back into life-giving brands. It's so easy to say, well, I want to teach people marketing strategies or brand tactics, marketing tactics. You know, I want to I want to go do those things so that they're so that their business grows and they make more money and I'm all for that. But it's easy to teach folks particularly if they're gifted, some tips, some tricks, some hacks, some formulas, some good things to actually go do and miss the fact that if they go do if they go do these things and they experience success, is that going to help them or hurt them as a person without some other areas being addressed? So fundamentally, I want to make sure that I'm teaching brand strategy, marketing strategy. I'm doing consulting work. I'm helping with work, but I've always got an eye on the leader to make sure that we're not doing something as best as I can tell that I say, hey, this is going to work. This is going to make you really successful. It's going to ruin you. I am not interested in helping someone with marketing or branding and ruining their life, their family's life. It's okay. So to to think back to those skills in step one, that means when I say step two, fundamentally, I want to be about this thing. I'm saying no to my business fundamentally being about some other things. It's not that I wouldn't do some of these, but I'm just going to keep them in balance with, hey, is that jeopardizing fundamentally what I want to be about? I'm not fundamentally, I don't want to primarily be an ad agency or to build an ad agency or a creative freelancer. I've done much of that in the past, but fundamentally as I head into 50, I don't want to build a personal brand around being a creative freelancer. That's not the primary thing I want to give myself to. I don't primarily want to just be seen as a speaker that goes and speaks at conferences, although I'm very comfortable in that environment. I've got a ton of experience from the ministry space doing that week in, week out. But that's not primarily what I am going after. Or number three, I'm, I'm a writer, but I I have lots of blog articles. Creating content for me is typically not hard. I've got lots of ideas that goes back to that creative innovator, but I don't primarily want to build my business around being a being a copywriter or being a blogger or something like that. Because step two, fundamentally, I've said the best version of the personal brand that I want to build is fundamentally I want to be about using branding and and marketing strategy to develop personal brand, to develop leaders who are leading those personal brands. All right, step three. Step three would be invest in yourself because you are the business. When we're talking personal brands, 
This would be true in a corporate environment, yes. But it is really essential when you're in the personal brand space because it is just you. Invest in yourself because you are the business. There is no other team members carrying the load. There's not upper management. There's no other departments. You want to invest in yourself because you are the business. Try running a personal brand and taking six months off. There is no more personal brand when you come back to it six months later for most of us, unless you're just a well-oiled machine. So you need to invest in yourself because you are the business when you're a personal brand. Here's three things that I have done that I would recommend to you as I head into 50. If you're thinking about this or maybe you're a little bit behind me age-wise, trust me, I've learned the hard way. Invest in yourself by doing real life in community. Real life in community. Yes, I'm using that language on purpose. That's separate from business life. That means don't get so consumed in this personal brand that you don't have a real life and that that real life is isolated. So do real life in community. This is the stuff you do when you're not working directly on your personal brand. Okay, so do real life in community. Make sure you have like real friends that aren't just business friends, real friends. Uh, Also, grow your business with a community. So do real life in community. Now I am talking about your business. Grow your business with a community. So you're going to do life, real life in community, but grow your business with a community. I've been a part of a mastermind for several years. It has been such a huge part of growing my business. It gives me perspective. It gives me encouragement. It gives me ideas. It gives me accountability. So I would encourage you, grow your business with a community. I lead a small mastermind. If that's something you're interested in, just DM me, reach out, but make sure you're not trying to grow your business by yourself. In the personal brand space, that can be very, that can be a challenge because you are doing your own thing. You don't work with a team regularly. And so you can try to grow your business on your own. It's really almost impossible. It's just a real unnecessary challenge. So do real life and community grow your business with a community. And then the last thing I would say under step three is grow your self-awareness in humility and a dash of humor. Being a personal brand, growing a personal brand, it's going to reveal strengths and it's going to, it should reveal weaknesses. That's why you want to always be coming more and more self-aware of where, where am I strong? Where, where am I weak? What am I good at? What am I not good at? So I'll, I'll give you a real life example. I am idea oriented. I tend to be task driven. And the way I love people a lot of times is through a task. It's not a warm, fuzzy exchange that somebody else might give that makes you feel loved. It's like, man, this guy crushed it for me. He helped me with this. He solved this problem for me. And my, just kind of how I'm viewing the world, I'm like, yeah, and that's my expression of loving you and serving you. So if I want to build a whole business around running like a big membership site where I'm in some group all the time, reaching out and some Facebook group where I'm posting four times a day, I've got a long enough track record to look and see. I don't love doing that. I'm not good at doing that. That is not a natural fit for me. So why would I build a business around that? I've got enough self-awareness to go, 
based on the strengths I have from step one, this would be a better way to utilize those strengths. So make sure you're growing in self-awareness. It's one of the most important things you can do. And you want to do that in humility. Listen, be quiet and listen. Again, I've learned that slowly over time as I head into 50. And do it with a dash of humor. You the world's the answer to all of the world's problems. Have some humor about yourself, what you're learning, what you are good at, what you're not good at. Don't take yourself so seriously. I promise you no one else is. No one else is taking you as seriously as you are. So lighten up a little bit, have a little humor, and enjoy the process of what it looks like to be the best version of your personal brand. You'll never arrive there, so you may as well enjoy the journey because there really is not a finish line. All right, I hope that's helpful for you. Hopefully you don't have to wait until six months out of your 50th birthday, but this was episode 50. That got me thinking of the podcast. Hey, I'm, I'm about to turn 50. What would I share? And those are three steps on what it looks like, I think, to becoming the best version of your personal brand. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Hopefully that was helpful information for you. A couple of things before we close the show up. Remember, we've got a workshop coming up Saturday, July the 10th. It's the Personal Brand Accelerator Workshop with my good friend, Jeff Coleman. We just did this. We just did this with another group. They absolutely loved it. It really was amazing. Please don't miss out on that. You can just go to RobbieF.com forward slash workshop and sign up for that. I'll put a link in the show notes. Also, I mentioned the question at the top of this episode, who do you have to become in order to serve the people you serve? That comes from the book, You Are the Brand, coming out very soon by my good friend, Mike Kim. Make sure you go and pre-order that book because there is a truckload of bonuses you get. The book comes out July 13th. Go pre-order that. I'll put that in the show notes or you can go to youarethebrandbook.com and order yours there. Next episode, I'm going to have my friend Kelly Bader on and we're going to take a little more, take another look, a little deeper look at that question. Who do you have to become? in order to grow your business. She is great, got an amazing story, so make sure you check that out. Lastly, if any of these episodes have been helpful for you, I would really appreciate you sharing this with somebody. You can just tell them, hey, I know you're trying to grow a consulting business or a coaching business or a personal brand or you're an entrepreneur or whatever. Go check out the Brand Ed Podcast. It's going to help you build your business the right way. Leave a review if you haven't already. Leave a rating or review on Apple Podcast, and I'll give you a shout out on the podcast. Would love to do that. Just include your name and website address in your review, and I'll give you a shout out. Until next time, go and build a life-giving brand.